when you listen to the show, if we are wrong or we don't know what we're talking about, that is perfectly fine. And you can correct us anywhere you want on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can find us at Not A Historian Podcast or at Not Historians. That's fine because we just jump on the internet, go to the library, talk to people, watch some interviews, and do the basic research we can just to show that two average Joes can do it. Exactly. We're not historians. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, maybe he walked around with jelly beans. That's what it is. Maybe he walked around with jelly I think beans so. I think he, and he was at the crime scene and stuff and be like, nah, see, nah, I got these jelly beans, see, nah. We're just two dudes that came up with an idea and we said we should know more about the everyday world around us, like why are beer bottles the shape they are. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Get ready to take notes, boys and girls. It's another edition of the Not Historians Podcast, with your hosts, Desmond Dunn and Shalom Agulavin. Machine Gun Kelly, scourge of the West, bane of the lawman everywhere. That's right. That, that's today's show, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> or Pop Gun Kelly, if you like. I mean, he wouldn't have done anything about it anyway. He would not have. Mm. Uh, surprisingly enough, listeners, we have learned that Machine Gun Kelly was not a sentient machine gun that walked around with smaller machine guns shooting people. This was a contentious debate we had. Yes, it was. But we were like, Machine Gun Kelly can't be a, a real machine because Transformers didn't exist in the 30s. So, Definitely true. We knew that. Let's see. What else? What else is there to say about old uh, George Francis Barnes Jr.? That's his real name. Oh, right. but for people that don't know, George Kelly, fictional. Yeah. And the fact that it's a made-up name. So it's Machine Gun Kelly, made-up name. Because uh, somebody didn't really name their child Machine Gun. <laughs> At least not in this point. I'm sure now there is. There's some kid in like Detroit named Machine Gun Barnes, uh, which Maybe. would have been his real name if he had stuck with it. He was uh, a criminal type. I mean, I, I guess, but... No, no, he's, he's, a, he's a criminal type. He, yeah. What you're picturing as uh, Mr. Machine Gun, mm. not so much, probably. No. Right? No, not, not at all. Not. not at all. He had a very good uh, hype woman. Yeah, yeah he really good hype woman. His his. Um, he had the flavor flavor of the day. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Which, I mean, I guess is, is cool to an extent. But then when you actually like get in a situation where you're you're tested, uh, such as him in prison, it, it kind of it kind of comes off as you know watered, like washed, just watered down. I I don't know, man. I'm not really I'm not really impressed with Machine Gun Kelly. He got the nickname Machine Gun because his wife gave him a machine gun. Right. That's that's. I mean, that's it. There's a little bit more to it, but let. We're safe in saying that that's the truth. Uh, I mean, my my wife gave me a PS4. So am I a PS4? I mean, my nickname's PS4. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, no. Who the fuck does that? But, but the thing was, like, she talked him up. So we'll, we'll get to the story. But pretty much she comes in and she flavor flavor. The baddest machine gunner of all time. Unbelievable terror reigns bullet supreme. <laughs> and then he would walk in and be like, what's up, guys? And everyone would be like, did you hear about this guy? He rains bullets. So, uh... Yeah, really, he was a bootlegger. He did yeah. a little bit of a robbery. Dabbled in the robberies. Dabbled in the robberies, okay. Uh, he, he's also a kidnapper. Yeah, I did, I did know that. I did the know kidnapper that. is what makes him famous because that's what sends him to jail. Mm. And he actually served time on the rock. Like, like Salt Rock? No, uh, Alcatraz. Casterly Rock? No, Alcatraz, prison. 
Gotcha. And Alcatraz Bay, uh, Alcatraz Island. All the Alcatraz stuff. You know, with Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he actually served time with Nick Cage or Sean Connery, but hmm. that's what The Rock is. It's a Michael Bay movie. You should watch it. It's wonderful. You know, I actually have seen that movie. Yeah, it's great. I love it's it. one of the I Michael Bay it. movies that I yeah. actually like. It and Pain and Gain, just mm, top notch. Uh, so, the legend of Machine Gun Kelly, because we all know this name, right? Right. Is probably due to a few factors, which are all crazy, but still modern. That's why I like this story. That's why I keep bringing it up. It's due to his wife, uh, Caitlin, Catherine, uh, Catherine, Catherine, Kate, uh, the FBI at the time needing some good publicity and a win catching a name. Okay. And the media and probably himself. So he's a product of the need for, uh, I, 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 he was, I he was, he was, he was, well, he's a, he's <clears throat> born of the need of a persona. Mm-hmm. And he needed it, and his wife needed it, because she wanted to be married to a badass gangster. Yeah. He wanted to be a badass gangster. The FBI wanted to catch a badass gangster. And a badass gangster sells newspapers and radio time. So mm. it just worked out for everyone just to make the myth big. Yeah. yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Now, he wasn't exactly, you know, a petty criminal. Okay. What kind of criminal was he? He was more of like an intermediate criminal. So, like, criminals have their stages, I guess? Well, I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, in, in as far as his exploits. Like, things uh, he would do, he wouldn't just walk up to you and pull out a knife and be like, give me your money, I'll stab you, and then run away if you said no. But oh. he wasn't, like, full-on, like, I'm going to rob 24 banks in 24 hours. Hmm. Or I'm going to kidnap the president. Like, not quite there, but not quite there. He's not as mad as, uh, you know, babyface Nelson. Hmm. Let's say that. John Dillinger. I mean, he, of course, associates with these people. But, again, that's part of the legend building that he goes right. through. Um, but I feel like he wouldn't have been able to fool those folks. Well, that's why we said Popkin Kelly, right? Because mm, right. when he's on the rock, he's mm. in Alcatraz, the inmates kind of realized he was full of it. Yeah. And he would tell these stories, and they were like, Popkin Kelly. Right. Because he wasn't a machine gun. Mm. Uh, and he, he tried to live up to his persona, but he also didn't really want to be that. Like, when he got caught, he was like that kid that they, the kid is like, I'm badass. Like, don't you know who I am? I'll tear you down. I will, I will knock your throat through the back of your ear. And like, we're like, well, bring it. And they're like, no, nah, dude, no, nah, dude. Hold on, hold on. My shin, my shin. Mm. Like, they're that dude. He was so that dude. He was that dude. Okay. So he was, or he gets caught. When, you know, he's like, we're going to fight. We're going to fight. And the teacher comes through the door and he's like, Hi, hi, Mr. Gardner. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm sorry. I was being loud. I didn't mean to. You know, he was that guy. He was a bully, I feel like, probably. Because he was one of those guys that as long as he didn't get caught, he was the baddest dude in the room. Yeah. But then when you step to him, he was like just angry in the corner. I'm like talking about me. Pop gun killing. I'm no pop gun machine gun right there in the car. I'll go get it. I bet he does. But uh, that was it. And he was never really a big active name in his lifetime. Hmm. It wasn't until he was caught that he really got the name. Um. He started in Prohibition, pretty basic for a bootlegger, right? Yeah. Uh, he dropped out of college, got married, uh, couldn't make ends meet, mm. so he got divorced, bootlegging. It's pretty pretty standard uh, stuff. Now, uh, there's some debate as to when he actually started bootlegging, mm. whether it was before or after, if he was doing a little bit before. Uh, some people reported buying illegal substances out of the trunk of his car in high school. His car in high school? Yeah. Well, I mean, his mom's car. So it's his car. Oh, got you. Okay, yeah. I was like, damn, dude was balling if he had his own car. Well, but, you know, I get it. But at the same time, he uh, probably didn't 
really start boot making. Yeah. Till the divorce and the making the ends meet and stuff. Because he tried to he tried to be a legit dude and he was like, Oh, this sucks. I'm gonna sell booze and rob people. Make makes a career choice. Man, this sounds like um this sounds like the movie Fun with Dick and Jane. Okay. Never saw it. Jim Carrey movie. After the mask, so I'm not interested. Uh he never he never really made it big, uh, Mr. Machine Gun. Hmm. At least not in Memphis. That's where he's from. So he's in Memphis. He ran into trouble with the law, as you do when you know you're criminal. I mean, right. So he hot footed it out of town. He uh he was like, Yo, I don't wanna end up in jail. Like I said, he's a little bit of a bitch. So hmm. he's like, Oh no, I'm not ready to do some real crime shit that's gonna end end up getting me in jail. I just kinda wanna have fun. I wanna do hood rat yeah. things, my hood rat friend. Mr. Kelly, you can't do that. He was like, Well, it wasn't Mr. Kelly actually, I guess. Mr. Barnes, you can't do that. So he's like, Well, I'm out of this place. Let's blow this popsicle stand. Hmm. Left, uh, changed the name to Kelly, I guess, to avoid the law thing. Oh, uh, okay. So I've wondered that. Yeah. Probably because the police were like, we're looking for a George Barnes. And he's like, my name's George Kelly. See, how, like, how difficult was it back then, do you think, to change your name? I mean, I, I, you know what? This is an interesting question that I don't have an answer for. Hmm. There is an episode I'm dying to do, and it's identification prior to photography, mass photography. Hmm. I want to know how did people prove who they were before you could just Google present, them, yeah. well, present like a photo ID mm-hmm. or before you could present like a sworn affidavit or something. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just interested because it's a functional question about life. Yeah. That I think the history of it would be really cool. So how hard was it for him at this point in time? Was this like 1920s? Yeah, 19, oh, early 1930s maybe. Yeah. So it's late 20s, early 30s. He's a... Well, if he's bootlegging it. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's probably not hard yeah. when you're a criminal because mm-hmm. you don't really have to hold employment or such. Right. And you can lease things kind of shadowy. Yeah, and that makes sense. Okay. So, I mean, I don't I don't know the answer, but he goes by Kelly just to avoid the police. I'm pretty, pretty solid. That's he, not a bad idea. He did get busted, I know, in 1928 because mm-hmm. he was running booze onto an Indian reservation in Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah. He got three years in Leavenworth. Wait, was Prohibition illegal on the reservations? What? Was Prohibition in a place or was Prohibition oh, in a mo- Okay. So here's a little bit of my personal knowledge that comes into play here. Uh-huh. Most reservations do not allow the sale of alcohol. Oh, so I didn't know that. And at this time, most of them did not allow alcohol at all. Mm. Now, this, of course, varies. There are tons of reservations. Each one has their own tribal council or governing mm. body. They do it all differently. Um like where I'm from, there's a very strict line that like you cross um, to get to the reservation line, and yeah. you watch these uh, cars. We call them res rockets, and they race back and forth. But if you hit the reservation line, uh, you're probably going to get pulled over by tribal police. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the other side of the line, tribal police can't do jack. Uh, Same way works with county, mm-hmm. city people. Like once you hit that line, you're safe from the other. Gotcha. So you can effectively for smaller crimes. Hide out in the reservation if you're a member of the reservation. If you're not a member of the reservation, you have no sanctuary there. Gotcha. So uh, it's, it's sometimes it's residency, sometimes it's enrollment, tribal enrollment. So it's, anyway, he got busted for for violating one part of that. Or okay, another. that makes sense. Um, now he got early release due to good behavior because when your name's Mr. Machine Gun Kelly, I mean that's that's my thing. How the hell is am I supposed to take this guy serious? Well, because uh, the next year he ended up back in New Mexico State Pen. Oh, so he's like, I'm, I'm going to get out by being good so I can do more crime. So he was criming. He was crime time. Hmm. 
Uh, during his move to Oklahoma City after this, he met Miss Kate, Catherine, Catherine Boone, Thorne, who would become yeah, who would become his second wife. Okay, because apparently bootlegging didn't bother her, and she was a bit of a gangster herself. Oh yeah, a little petty gangsterism. Yeah, so I heard about her. Yeah, yeah, uh, she'd been married before a few times. And I think you mentioned this before. You were really interested in the fact of uh, whether or not her second husband, the one before good old George here, had committed suicide for real or not. Yeah, I, I don't think he committed suicide. I, I commit suicide with two bullets in my back. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was that kind of deal. I didn't look up his suicide. You asked the question like right before we came in. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't look it up. I mean, that just seems so odd to me. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, she She was a bootlegger. I know that. So that's okay. Because they were bootlegging partner. Yeah. Uh, her and her first husband. Her second husband. Sorry. The one before George, goddammit. Yeah. They got married in 1930. Uh-huh. And that was really when Machine Gun Kelly was born. Mm. It wasn't until he met up with uh, Catherine. Because she was pretty well known in the underworld. Uh, some say she was, you know, a loose woman. A woman okay. of low morals. Was working her way around the... The group there. But I don't know. I don't know. She she attached herself to several gangsters. Uh, and she, she attached herself to several gangsters. She's a real loose woman. Hey, she had people. charges for she prostitution and robbery. Okay, fair though. So she attached herself in more ways than one, bro. Oh, man. Um, and she bootleggers, gangsters, yeah. criminals in general. That was her scene. I mean, she was criming. I get it. Crime time. So, yeah, she she had a rep of her own, mm-hmm. had some success, but she found this guy. You know, George was up for it, had had a good past with some crime, it turned some prison time. People knew yeah. him. So she starts going around saying, hey, have you heard of this dude? He's yeah. a bad man. He's a bad man. But uh, she just wanted to impress people, I feel like. Yeah. She just was like, I'm going to be big time for once. I'm not going to be wow. anyone's bottom hoe. I'm going to be be top dog in this bitch. Yeah. And... Uh, she she gave him his first machine gun. He didn't okay. own a machine gun before her. Whoa. Uh, and wow. started talking him up pretty hard to his friends. Like, uh, he's the hardest man on the planet. Yeah. You know, under pressure, he, he, he's accurate with that machine gun. Gets that Tommy gun work and just do 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 uh, And she's the one that started calling him Machine Gun Kelly. It's really ridiculous. It's, it's a horrible, horrible way to get the nickname. It's like your yeah. wife just running around. But she did the thing like, uh, you know when... This is gonna this is gonna show off how nerdy we are. I feel bad. Like we gonna get called pop gun, pop gun history after this. Uh, you remember the scene in Aladdin when they ended the Prince oh. of Lee song, and, and, and the genie's walking around changing form, telling everyone about him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the yeah. wife. That's the wife. Hey, clear the way in the old bazaar. Hey, you, let us through. It's a bright new star. Oh, come be the first on the block to meet his eye. Yeah, yeah, the Prince Ali portion, right? Prince Ali, yeah. mighty is he, Ali Okay, we got to stop. Yeah. So that's what he does. She, she Strongest 10 regular men, men. Definitely. And Lee. He faced the galloping hordes. That was 100 bad that guys, guys with swords. swords. Yeah. Anyway. Dude is getting talked up by his wife. Yeah. And I don't mean regular talked up. She's not just doing that. Like, she's going on full-on genie mode. Because here's what she does. She starts giving out as his business card, 45 caliber K6. Yeah, are you serious? She's like, if you ever need anyone, my husband's machine gun kept. And they're just like holding the bullet case and like, what am I supposed to do? I mean, right? I can't shoot this. So I would have, where's the bullet? We are gangsters too. We would like free bullets. Free bullets, yeah. Yeah. And she would, she would hand them out and say, these have been shot by my husband in acts of crime. Oh. You know? 
Like he stopped and would like get a dustpan and collect his shell. Like I don't yeah. think he had a shell catcher on. His, he just stopped and dustpanned up. His, I mean, like <laughs> why? And then hand them out. That's like handing. Imagine now if you were walking around handing out evidence to your crime. I mean, no, I would never do that. Here's my fingerprints. I left it on a safe I broke last week. <laughs> Undercover cops would have loved this dude. Like, that's yeah, all seriously. It's like, hey, you know, like that. You know that 45 you were trying to match? I think I found it. Found it. It's right here. It's like, what is it? Oh, apparently his name is Machine Gun Kelly. I talked to his wife yesterday. No, that was it. Um, so that's 1930-ish. I don't know. I'm remembering here. And my notes say they got married in 30. And I know the next thing happens in 33. So let's skip to that. Hmm. He got involved in a plot to kidnap one Charles F. Urschel. Oh, you know what I like right? about Yeah. Yeah. You know what I like about it? What? Because the way this dude ends up treating them, his name is Charles F. U. That's his initials. Because <laughs> he is going to, Mr. Kelly. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So Kelly and these other kidnappers formulate a plan to kidnap uh, Mr. Urschel, be yeah. a millionaire, local millionaire in the OKC. Mm-hmm. And it's a great plan, Shalom. It's right up there with uh, the jailbreak of Mr. Nash. Oh, are you serious? Let me tell you what happens. All right. <clears throat> Well, Mr. Urschel, his wife, W.R. Garrett, and his wife are outdoors. Mm-hmm. They're on the porch, and they're playing some uh, bridge. Yeah. Playing some bridge outdoors. You got the cards shuffling it up, going on. And the kidnappers walk up to them and demand Urschel come with them. Oh, that's that's a... Now, they, they did have said machine guns and a right. pistol, and then no one moved. <laughs> and then here's the great thing. They didn't know which one was actually Charles F. U. Oh, are you serious? They so tried they tried to kidnap somebody they didn't know who he was. <laughs> they were like, uh, oh. both of you come with us. God, that's terrible. So along the back roads, which they took to get out of there, because, you know, Oklahoma streets are pretty much back roads anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they were driving <laughs> down. They figured out which man was Earth, uh, probably because he was giving them a dead eye. And also probably because he was turning on his spider sense, because this man, he's a cross between Daredevil and Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Imagine kidnapping Sherlock Holmes or Daredevil. I say that because they blindfolded the man. And not only after was he blindfolded, he he realized immediately after his sight was gone, he was like, oh, that's okay. I'll just count my steps. Damn. Then he was also smart enough to go, oh, I'm going to leave my fingerprints on everything. So he's just touching everything. I'm sorry. I'm blindfolded, guys. I can't can't see shit. (laughs) So he's soul cleaning them, touching everything he could. You know, smart, smart dude. He counts steps, touching it. And then, not only that, he was memorizing all the noises. He's like, there's a dove 12 feet away from me. Screen door opens. Oily hinge. Second hinge. There's a pebble on the street that an old man Damn. walked on. He's fat, probably black. And there's a car backfiring. It's a Studebaker. And it's like, that's what he's doing, right? Wow. No, I'm serious. So from the moment that they like blindfold him, put him in the car, he is just like counting his steps. Like this yeah. dude, I feel like this dude was like living that taking life, or he's been taken before. That's what I'm saying. Like he he was prepared for this. Yeah, like yeah. he's getting kidnapped, and they're just in the backseat, and they're like, "Which one of you is Charles?" And he's like, "If you let me go, this will be the end of it." <laughs> if not, <laughs> he said that too. Yeah. If, if not, I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> and it's like, what are you going to do? Count your steps? And he's like, "I've already done that." They're just like, okay, old man, be quiet. I don't know if he was old, but yeah. I'm just saying. They were like, well, whatever, shut up. So he does this. And they, they just take him and they capture him. Uh-huh. And when he's free, because he gets free, he provides all this information to the FBI. Now you're thinking, 
Okay, what what does the sound of a car backfiring or what, I don't know what the actual yeah. the skids, the number of turns you take, the number of steps, uh, leaving fingerprints. These all sound great, but like you got to have some sort of leads, right? Right. Oh no, um, he gave that to the FBI, and they were able to figure out he was being held three three hours away in Paradise, Texas. Damn, that's uh that that's it. Uh, the kidnapping made headlines, of course, because he's a oh, millionaire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and the media was all over this. Yeah, like this is the first time in all of these gangster episodes I've seen something I would call paparazzi. Mm. Like they couldn't get in and out of the house; they were getting fake leads. The police were worried. The FBI was worried that they wouldn't be able to get a phone call. Yeah, because there were so many people trying to get information from calling the house. Like stop calling, and hang up. Yeah. So finally, after several days, they, the tension starts to die down enough that they can make contact, and uh, the, their, their demands were two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And they wanted to hand it off in Kansas City. In eight days. Why eight days? I don't. I have That's no weird. clue, but I guess they had a plan. So, Urschel goes to Kansas City, obviously, because he's kidnapped. So. Right. <laughs> this is my favorite part of this whole goddamn story. Hmm. Uh, they, he's released. Okay. They release him in Kansas City. And he just walks to the nearest diner and calls a cab. What? He's like, fuck it, I want to go home. Yeah, and then he, uh, he probably called... Uh, the police or the FBI or S.H.I.E.L.D. or whoever it is. Or S.H.I.E.L.D., really? Hey, man, he's, he's got daredevil-level senses. <laughs> I guess. He knows people. But he turned over all the work he had, like I said, all the stuff. Yeah. And uh, Turned over all the work he had? Like, the drugs? No, no, all the work. Like Oh, you he mean, had, okay. He had taken all the turns. He had taken, we're not I've talking about to, that. I've yeah. been listening to rap music here lately, so I was like, the I, know, rap music. I, I, know, I know about the work means, you know, okay. So uh, not the same type of work. Got it. no. All the footstep counting and the smells yeah. and the sounds and the, the voices. And he turned all that over. And there it was uh, pretty much no time. They, they were able to track that stuff yeah. down. They found Kelly's. The Kelly's. The Kelly's. <laughs> no, both of them. It was the wife, too. Oh. They, 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 they raided them. Now, you know, it doesn't help when you have a woman in this situation who likes to escalate and inflate mm. reputation and notoriety whenever possible. I uh, mean, yeah, I agree. So, you know, it's kind of easy to find that dude. Yeah. Uh, hey, the FBI. Me, me, and my, uh, me and my husband just did this. My husband just did this. He just, you Here's know, Charles F.U. <laughs> Here's some bullets from where we shot down the road because there was a tree or something. Here's some bullets. <laughs> I don't know how you sell bullets on that one. You can't yeah. sell the bullets. You're just like, oh, I got to give him away his business cards. <laughs> so the FBI raided them. Yeah. And they were back in Memphis. Oh. You know, because he was like, I'm going to go back home. Uh, ironically, he was unarmed. So, hold on. Machine Gun Kelly was hiding out in Memphis and was unarmed? Well, when they caught him, he was. Like, oh, I don't, I don't man. That tells you how much of a real gangster he was or how secure he was. I don't God, know. I don't know when one or the other, but if my name was Machine Gun Kelly, I'd be pretty pissed about that part. Yeah. Like, why, to say why, the least. Why was I not? Ha- why didn't I have a gun? It's yeah. in my name. Right. I know he was. He did some bank robbing, too, at a point in time. So you would think that he would have had. Well, like he's a criminal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean think, right. think, so he had a safe house or whatever, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird that a guy named Machine Gun Kelly didn't. He was captured without <laughs> having a gun. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Uh, yep, yeah. and he was taken in without a fight. He did have a <sighs> hangover though, so maybe that explains it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he got half of the two hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, and player got to play. So I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, you got the wife like that, and you got to buy new machine guns, and all those bullets you've been sending out those business cards. You think those are cheap? Hell no. 
Bullets are expensive, man. So he, he's having to buy new business cards at the ammo store. <laughs> he's like, them out and buy, uh, buying some damn. What do you need? Business cards. What size? 45. <laughs> ACP, if you got it. Hollow notes. I like them like that. Semi wad cutters. No, um, and that was that was it. And uh, the capture would have probably been a pretty big story. Yeah. But uh, there's a guy. His name's uh, John Dillinger. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know John. Yeah. Uh, the Dillinger gang made their jailbreak around the same exact time. So uh, uh, the Trump's headlines. Headlines just gone. I mean, real gangsters versus uh, phony gangsters. Pop Gun Kelly. Pop Gun Kelly. So I don't think it's fair to call him a phony gangster because he was still. He's still a gangster. He was still influential in the 30s. But. I feel like this but guy... But it's the fact that he inflated. It's so inflated. Yeah, I mean, like, really? Why? Why Why was there such a, a need to inflate his his um, his contribution to, to the game that much? Well, I mean, you, you everyone everyone that has power wants more power. Sure. So I think that's... I mean, we're at the point in the story now where it really starts to grow the legend. Okay. So maybe we'll find out something here. Let's, let's go take a road down the notes and see. Um, now... There were a few firsts that really threw Kelly into the forefront of the public lens. Okay. And especially during crime being a big deal right now. One being the, the Dillinger gang's jailbreak right now. Now, he's they're hunting for him, but what are you going to do? Progress reports in the news? Right. So, you got this guy. He's caught. Uh, he's also the first federal case under the new Federal Kidnapping Act of 1932, uh-huh. a.k.a. the Lindbergh Law. Yeah, okay. So he's the first guy being turned after that, which means this is the first federal case that also allows cameras in the courtroom to film. Hmm. So as you can see, this is going to be a big deal. Any of the yeah. first ones would have been, but then you get it right in this, you know, limelight of crime happening, yeah. a wave of crime across the country, selling newspapers left and right, extra, extra, read all about it. Guy named Machine Gun doesn't have machine guns. <laughs> you know, um, and then, yeah. then. There's also the fact that this is the first big win. I'm using air quotes here, guys. Big win for the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Uh, so they needed some attention. They wanted to prove that they were good lawmen doing good work. Instead of just investigating things. Right. But no, but the point being that like the FBI is a thing and everyone's like, what are they going to do? Why do they need to? Like, we caught Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Did he have a machine gun? No questions. <laughs> uh, that, that's it's probably accurate. Yeah. So they did. And they, they actually, they went ahead and they, they realized, you know what? We should sell the story. Let's sell. Mm. I mean, the legend. Let's sell it. Yeah. Let's sell the. T- so he's an expert machine gun. Which I, I'm we captured an expert machine gun. Do we even know if this guy was an expert machine gunner, uh, or was he just average? Well, I mean, I mean it, I it's, not, it's not part. Of, it's not part of his name. It's yeah. not part of his name. He, his name is Machine Gun Kelly. It's not above average Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> all right, all or right. Expert Machine Gun Kelly. It's just Machine, machine Gun, gun Kelly. Kelly. So. I, I mean, technically, maybe it's a technicality. Maybe we're arguing semantics. Uh, as long as he could fire the machine gun, I guess he's entitled. I mean, I, I guess. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but that's what they they put him. They put him down as an expert machine gunner on their posters. Yeah. And the mystique of the trial too, because they're like, "What's going to happen today? Oh God, it was a millionaire right. captured, held for days, mm-hmm. thought he was going to die." And old Charles is like, no, no. I was counting what kind of souls they had on. Like, so, so that's the thing that kills me too. Is it almost seems like this this uh, millionaire was 
he was more gangster than they were. No, I mean he had the he had the one superpower of like being able to remember everything from being kidnapped. Well, I mean, I, I, we say that, but then again, when when they ran up on him with some guns. He didn't flinch. Yeah, I just imagine like, he just yeah. like starts something. He's like, do 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 X Men. Yeah, yeah. That, he's like, you don't know who you're met. Mm. So he become an overnight sensation, Mister Kelly. Yeah, uh, he was there. The media was full of him. The FBI was full of him. Everyone wanted to get his name, his image. Yeah. They were more than happy to make him a national figure because everyone's winning. It's a win-win for right. everyone involved, except for Kelly at this point. But I mean, I guess. at this point, you're going down. You might as well take the legend, in my opinion. But um, the trial was the highest possible profile there could have been at the time. I mean, like telegraph wires are burning up. You know, they're telephones ringing off. That's how. That's how. They got. They got like four. He got. Yeah, two phones in each hand, telling everyone the reports. They got a messenger boy running down the street, getting hit by an ambulance. Like everyone's crazy. It's just they're going everywhere trying to get this news out about. Uh, expert machine gun Kelly going down to the big house for kidnapping a millionaire. Hell for day. You know, you could sell it. You could sell that today. I mean, I mean you could, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Core TV's gone downhill a lot. So they would love for this to happen right now. Right. It's a non-violent crime by a violent criminal. Think about that. Uh, so he becomes a national figure. Allegedly. Till today. No, he went He went to jail. So. No, I, okay. All right. When you get convicted, it's no longer alleged. He was uh, he was putting Leavenworth because that was what was there. Yeah, and he's dropping sound bites and everything, you know, not because he at this point he's going along with it. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Machine Gun Kelly. You think this prison can hold me? I'll be home for Christmas. Hmm. In fact, I think that's actually what he said. Uh, let me check my notes here. Yeah, he said that him and his wife would be together by Christmas. Oh, yeah. he wouldn't just break out. He was going to break out, break out his wife, and yeah. they'd have Christmas together. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. You know, you never know. It's a badass. It's a badass uh, sentiment. Yeah. And I guess to again the FBI, the the DOJ, all of these people, they want to play it up. Media likes it. Yeah. The, it's good press. I mean, you're right. And he's just talking shit. So let it. Yeah. So what do they do? Oh my God, we can't let Machine Gun Kelly go. Send him to Alcatraz. No one gets out of Alcatraz. Oh, 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 oh man. So, so he fucked himself, is what you're saying? Yeah. Oh. Good old MGK here. He ain't gonna live up to his reputation at the Rock, right? Because mm-hmm. he gets there, and he's a hard-boiled, tough man. Right. Never missed a chance to spread spread his legend. He's gonna he's gonna spin them some yarn, talking about uh, unconfirmed crimes and you know yeah. uh, crimes that never no one ever took credit for. He's like, yeah, that was me. No one knew it was me, but it was me. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's what he did. And uh, he was he popped in Kelly while he was there. Of course, that's what of we're talking course. about. I mean, it's popped in Kelly because he was a model inmate that had already got out for good release. <sighs> yeah. And the best part, this is this is I, I want to end on this little note of his prison stint. Uh, he also served as an altar boy while in Alcatraz. Yeah, he spent uh, thirty four to fifty one. So that's about what seventeen years. Yeah, mm. on the island before he was uh, shipped back to Kansas. Ah, and he died of a heart attack. On his 59th birthday in 1954. Damn. So that's it. So I feel like I feel like this guy was more of a was more of a homebody or like a homebody, not a homebody. More homeboy. He was more of a homeboy. He would just sit around and spin them yard. He's drinking 40s. Where do you think all that money went? He bought everyone high gravity. He's like high gravity for everyone. No, but I mean, I feel like he was more. He would have been more of like the the I'm going to work kind of husband, just working the daily grind. 
the money just wasn't right for him. So if the money was right, I wonder if he'd ever even gone down this route. Because we've seen that with most of the gangsters that we've covered thus far, they were involved in crimes. Some were military prior and then move into crimes. But these, um, but they were all criming before. I mean, criming was in their history. Now, their the blood. part of this it, guy maybe not. So part of it is interesting to me, and we're gonna have somebody, a real historian. Oh, I thought you were about to say a real crimer. Okay. No, a real historian come yeah. talk about um, the depression uh-huh. and prohibition. Yeah. And I think we're having somebody, maybe a historian, talk about the Great War. Yeah, okay. Or actually, we may be going on a real history show to talk about the Great War. I don't know. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. But all these things we need to wrap up before the end of the season is that you're right. Uh, it's very interesting to me. I think what's more crazy from my mind is what it takes for that normal guy, like falling down kind of right. Michael Douglas movie. You've seen it, right? Yeah. What it takes for a normal guy just to have a bad day? Or that what's the one thing that you're just like, I can't do this anymore. I got to start. Start criming. Start, start it. Because, I mean... Uh, I'm going to make criming a word. You're going to try. We're going to make it... I've, I've said it a few times today, a few episodes before. I want to make it a coined phrase. Because, like, the, the bootlegging in high school. We're going to get a t-shirt that says criming. We can do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. It's perfect. It'll get you arrested, probably. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't say I was going to wear it. I, I have a I have an interesting question, I guess. We grew up with a lot of dudes who, in high school, I would say... Did weird, uh, semi-illegal things like selling alcohol. We weren't like with them. I want to put that out there, but we knew who they were. We knew what they were doing. We knew, and they—they've most of them have gone on to be semi-productive members of society. Uh, I ain't no snitch. No, no, I'm just saying. But they—they they, they lead normal lives now. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And you know, growing up, you knew a dude on the block that like people didn't understand why he was dealing drugs and stuff because you're like, man, working nine to five, you ain't because they weren't living big. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why are you doing this? Because it could all be gone. Yeah. Four or five minutes, and the same thing goes for these bootleggers back. So I've always wondered what's that switch. Uh, you know, I think it, necessity. Well, necessity is part of it, but some people I feel like. <clears throat> The difference between some of these criminals, like Kelly, is yeah. necessity. And then you have people like George Nelson. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Like, that's just what they're going to do. And, I mean, I know some people like that, I would say. Like, I don't know them, no, but I know who they are. Yeah. I'm like, they, they're going to just be criminals. Like, that's just straight up. I mean, yeah. I, I, and then I, they weren't going to, like, they weren't going to work no straight job. Right. Now, they, you, you were never going to see that dude. He was never going to be a doctor if he could deal drugs. That was always going to be the option he was going to take. Because it's easy. Right. That was it. Like, but I don't feel like it's easy. But it's easier to de- to make that determination. No, what I'm saying is, is like, it's yeah. easier for them to just go buy some drugs, sell the drugs, than it is to go to like four years of medical school, get student loans, and then go to work every day. They yeah. just buy ecstasy pills, run them up, yeah, I mean, sell them out, point. make a little money, do it again. Yeah. And then they're like, sure, I'm got a lot of risk, but I have no student loans. That's huge. So, risk, yeah. so uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's why. We're working day jobs and doing this with the Patreon. Right. <laughs> so And not crimey. Not crimey. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. That's the thing that gets me. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly himself, mm-hmm. what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like he's the opposite of any gangster that we've talked about even uh, up to this point. Uh, up to this point, we've talked about gangsters who have had, like, like I stated earlier, they've, they've all been involved in criming. And now... This guy... I think you tried too hard now. This guy is... Yeah, maybe a little bit. This guy is not... He's not that person. I just feel... I feel sorry for him in a way. 
Uh, and, yeah, and he, you almost do. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like if if things were okay, I mean, he went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. He went through, I, I imagine, losing a job or not being able to make enough money at the job he was doing. And then on top of that, you know, he's now at a point where he has to decide to to do something else with his life, and that else, something else is crime. I I just feel bad for him. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you have to. And I don't know, I think it makes me wonder about the narratives you're always told. Because the media and the FBI all play a big part in this. And I don't want to get conspiratorial. Yeah. But, I mean, they they pretty much set this up to be like no win for him as far as... He's, he's, yeah. a, he's a pop culture figure mm-hmm. just because of that. Just because they sold yeah. the story. So I'm wondering, like, are there other people like... Are there other people out there? That we're just doing it based on the story. I mean, obviously there are because you got the Project Innocence people and stuff that come mm-hmm. out. Uh, Hurricane yeah. Carter, mm-hmm. like you sold that. Uh, people that are innocent, that maybe were criminals, right? But not what we've been sold, right? And it makes yeah. me it makes me wonder about that a little bit, and also makes you wonder about the motives of like the media. So, yeah, it does, but... Because law media, enforcement is a lot different than, like, we don't have the same kind right. of wanted posters and stuff. Like, facts come out because news organizations are there to report it, and mm-hmm. the police will actually distribute it. Whereas there, it looks like they were using it as a propaganda arm. Like, right. Jagger's like, tell them that. Let them believe that. Let's go that route. Which I think is accurate. Yeah. So, it's interesting. It also gives us another look at the FBI, because we're not giving the FBI their own episode for some reason. Mostly time. But also because they pop up in so many of these damn stories. Mm. So far, we've learned about how they get guns. Right. How they use the guns. Right. How they worked into federal kidnapping. How Mm. they use propaganda. Right. Uh, So, while it doesn't look great for them, it doesn't look bad because they are stopping these criminals. I would argue that that's their job. So Uh, Yeah. So, so, I mean, I I get that. But I think that there's a way to do it in in the way they've been doing it in this, or the way they started in this episode was, uh, with Kelly, was a bit, uh, a bit deceptive. Yeah. I mean, it is deceptive because the truth of the matter is he's not a hardened machine gunner. It doesn't appear. No. We can find no evidence of him nope. uh, being a hard man in any kind of other than the crime stuff that it would take you to do that. Right. But no acts of wanton violence or yes. just ruthlessness or backstabbing or murdering. And- so more than anything, I wonder how his relationship with uh, Catherine went. Because if Catherine, if one, he knew Catherine's reputation... And then two, he he knew you know what she was capable of. What happened between them? As to I wonder, I wonder what happened between them to make him okay with her and and her ideals. You yeah, know, see if you can find a picture of her real quick. Yeah, we'll maybe she's hot. That is. A, <laughs> I mean, a, I hate okay. to be that base, but I mean, you know, but that makes perfect sense then. I mean, she was hooking up with other dudes, so there has to be something. Yeah, and also, I mean, when you're a criminal on the run on Life of the Lamb. Uh, bank robberies and such. I imagine your choices get kind of less. Uh, maybe because you, but you're encountering people all the time. Well, yeah, but you have to leave the next day, so relationship forming isn't going to be a. I mean, you yeah. mean you got to talk a girl in overnight to running off with you, and then you got to remember that the girl you're with is a girl you talked into running off with you overnight. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know how well that works. I just want to take a moment and say, uh, if you're enjoying the show, let us know. Leave a review. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Absolutely. Twitter, Facebook. Facebook. Or, even better, you can hop on to Patreon, patreon.com slash nothistorians, and you can drop us a dollar or something. 
because uh, it does take money to make the show go. Hopefully, these shows are sounding a little bit better. Uh, let us know if you think they're sounding a little bit better. So she's cute. So, yeah, she's cute for the time, for sure. Yeah, she's cute. We found a picture of her. But let us know because we, we do – hopefully, the episodes are sounding better yeah. because I've built a makeshift sound cage, Yeah, I will call it. Um, it's a closed cell phone. Uh, that, that's it that I hand-carved meticulously. Uh, I chopped up some in the car. Well, you know, it's a postery phone yeah. that I took and I chopped up and I made a cage that fits around the back of our microphone because we're in such a large room that it should deaden the uh, echo that bounces back. And when I kill that echo on our sounds along with the fan, because we live in hot ass Texas, right. uh, it makes our voices sound a little off. It, it does, yeah. And it makes them uh, sometimes it makes them airy or mm-hmm. hollowy or tinny or echoey, depending on what the what the, what the air is like that day and where the mic's at and where we're talking. Yeah. So we are giving it a a shot, I guess, to see if we can make it sound better. So if you're wondering where your money's going, I bought six dollars of foam and uh, we spent the other fourteen dollars on just hosting the website and the other expenses we come out. But that's our Patreon dollars. That's where they went this month. Indeed. So we'll try to keep you guys posted because this episode is brought to you by ourselves, of course, but also patrons mm-hmm. like Ray Walden Jr. Ray gets a shout out because Ray is one of our patrons that donates at the $20 level. And at that amount, we can pretty much do all the things we want to do as far as making better quality improvements to this. Uh, ideally, at $50, we could get some better cables and get some better stuff going, uh, maybe a real sound cage. Things like that. Um, upgrade some of our hosting limits and things yeah. like that. Uh, interactive. But that's really what the $50 is about. We want to get $50 a month just so we can make sure the show has good sounding quality. Absolutely. And we can repair things when they go out. Because the mic goes out. Uh, we got to bump heads mic. and... Yeah. We got to buy the mic, but we got to come up with the money for the mic. Right. While it's not cost prohibitive, it is not fun. Yeah. So... If you're listening to this and you like it, at least drop us a review. If you really like it, drop us a message. And if you just love it, drop us some money. It's in the bucket. We're, we're, we're dancing monkeys. So, see? And Shalom will actually do that real dance on YouTube probably oh, one man. day. Yeah, you know what? I don't mind. And uh, you know, YouTube videos will be coming fairly soon. Indeed. And those will be for patrons at first. Right. Uh, they'll, they'll come out to everyone. Everything will come out to everyone eventually. But patrons will get some stuff... Really, really in advance. And, so, and they'll get some things that you know we're not we're not sharing with everyone else openly. And, and I think it's more of a, it's more of a, more information ahead of time. It is. It's and, just uh, that if you're a patron, you will get to know what shows are coming. Get to vote right. in polls about specific mm-hmm. topics and not just general overlays yeah. uh, that we put up on Twitter and Facebook, where you know people everyone gets to vote on what a show sh- or what a season should be about. But right. specific shows go to patrons first. And then if we still feel like we're torn two or three ways, then we put it up to everyone. But that's it. Um, And also as a monthly chat. Monthly chat, yeah. Which is really cool. You can just come in, uh, chat with us. At $20 level, like Ray, it's a one-on-one chat. It's two of us. Two two on one. Two on one. It's the two of us and you. And we'll make time for you. Absolutely. And we talk to you. And you get a shout out on every episode. Uh, Every episode. That's it. And then when we get merchandise and stuff, you'll probably get first look at that. Yeah. And probably a discount. We don't know. We're working on all this stuff. Indeed. So it is. Until next time, I guess. This has been Shalom. And I'm Desmond. And we'll see you later. Is that cookie good? Yes. All right.